People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. MMWI Network in the land of the living. We are here. Today's date is July 2nd. Happy July 2nd to you, 2019, which makes it a which makes it a Tuesday, which means it's 
Talk to me Tuesdays on the Miss Me With It Talk radio show. Hosted by none other than your girl, Miss Minyatta Nelson, also known as Miss Mimi. So, with that being said, talk to me, baby. I'm listening. That's what I'm here for. So today, the weather is supposed to be a high of 87 with a low of 70. Clouds and sunshine. Showers and thunderstorms. Humid, of course. A couple of thunderstorms early, but strong thunderstorms may be possible in this evening, y'all. So make sure y'all prep for that. But enjoy the weather, though. I'm just saying. Miss me with it. That's what the sun is here for. So today on Talk To Me Tuesdays, we are talking about Detroit's fight against blight. They say thousands of Detroit residents have been displaced illegally. And Duggan's answer is to demolish homes. Did you know that? Nope, you didn't know that? That's why I'm talking to you. So listen to this. Myrie Kirkendall lived in her Detroit home her entire life. Her parents were the first person to live there when it was built in 1950. And Kirkendall planned to pass down her home to her three children, just like it was passed down to her. Now, however, she's likely to lose her childhood home because it's been foreclosed on for delinquent property taxes. Like thousands of Detroiters who faced eviction in past decade, in the past decade, the 63-year-old fell behind on her taxes because they were based on the city's illegally inflated property tax assessment, which is a violation of state law. The Michigan Constitution states that no property can be assessed at more than 50% of its market value. However, research has shown that Illegal property assessments were the norm in the city, not the exception. A 2017 report found that 85% of the homes in the city were being taxed at inflated rates that violated state law, and that this has contributed to the mass foreclosures in the city. Between 2011 and 2015, the Wayne County Treasury foreclosed on one in four properties in Detroit for non-payment of property taxes, leading to a decline in population, home ownerships, and property value. Research found that 10% of these homes were found to have illegally inflated property tax assessments, meaning that they should have not been foreclosed on in the first place. Even more troubling, the same report found that on an average, lower-value homes were assessed at 18 times over the the legal limit. The same report found that on average, lower value homes were assessed at 18 times over the legal limit. Higher value homes, on the other hand, were assessed below the legal limit. This means that the more vulnerable neighborhoods in the city, like Kirkendall's, have been targeted with illegally inflated tax bills, leading to mass amounts of tax foreclosures. Wow. Did y'all even know that? I'm just saying, miss me with it. Wow. So for everybody that's out here being a homeowner, did you know that? Because I didn't know that. You know, I'm a homeowner, and I just pay my property taxes. But sometimes I do be feeling like, how do it jump from this amount to that amount? But, you know, I'm just saying, miss me with it. Sometimes you don't complain when you got the money, you just pay it. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, whoa, hold on, let me question that. 
But who do we question? Where do we go to find the answers? And then the people that, that's in charge don't know what's going on. They just doing, quote-unquote, their, their job. What they're told to do. What they're paid to do. I'm just saying, miss me with it. Duggan's Band-Aid Approach. As residents continue to lose their homes to tax foreclosure, Detroit's Mayor Mike Duggan recently announced that he's planning to seek tax taxpayer approval for a $200 million bond issue that would enable the city to continue rising homes when federal dollars run out of the, at the end of this year. And if y'all don't know what rising is, R-A-Z-I-N-G. I hope I'm saying it right. Rising. It is demolishing homes. If I'm not mistaken, that's what it's that's what it stands for. You can look it up yourself. We're going to take down 4,000 homes a year, and in five years, by the end of 2024, we will have a single. We will not have. We will not have a single house in any. We will not have a single abandoned house. I'm sorry, y'all, because if you do do that, we won't have no house. <laughs> Miss me, but I'm just saying this is a serious issue. He says, we're going to take down 4,000 houses a year. And in five years, by the end of 2024, we will not have a single abandoned house in any neighborhood in the city of Detroit. Duggan said during a May 30th speech at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Removing blight has been a pillar of the mayor's campaign efforts since his election in 2013. Since then, more than 18,000 blighted homes have been demolished and more than 200 million federal dollars have been spent on the blight removal. Douglas administration said demolishing homes is a priority because it reduces crime and increases property value. A Wayne State University study this year found a correlation between home home demolitions and a decline in crime over the past five years. There is no more... There is no more important example of the dangers vacant homes, vacant houses create than the recent tragedies that have taken place in vacant homes on the east side of the city. Detroit assessor Alvin Horn tells Metro Times in a written statement referring to the suspected serial killer who raped and murdered victims in abandoned homes. In addition to attracting crime, they also target for arsonists and drive down property values. Horn also says property values rose in areas where homes were demolished. Property values in neighborhoods that have been significantly have seen significant significant demolitions have seen huge increases in their property values as a result. Last year alone, 90% of Detroit neighborhoods saw property value increase by an average of 12%. So with that being said, I want y'all to go ahead and take this break. But stay tuned.
2008, the U.S. Department of Treasury set aside money called Hardest Hit Funds under the Trouble Asset Relief Program to help cities with foreclosure prevention, with foreclosure prevention and neighborhood stabilization efforts. Under the platform, a program called Step Forward was created to help struggling homeowners like Kirkendall with loans for mortgage for mortgage and tax payments. The program was supposed to help put a stop to the foreclosure crisis by keeping residents in their homes, but it didn't. Although it's, it is less expensive and more effective to prevent a foreclosure than, de, than to demolish a property in 2013, several city officials prioritized blight removal and lobbied to use hardest hit funds for demol- demolition, making Michigan the first state to tear down homes using money intended to save them. Wow. I'm just saying miss me with that information are you serious so instead of using the money to keep people in their houses they are using the money to tear down the houses what is the purpose of that come on not city of detroit we supposed to be out here doing better looking better doing better come on what is you what okay miss me with it i'm going too far in this let's keep going okay let me give you some more information of the $761 million that Michigan received in the hardest hit fund since 2010, more than half was spent on demo- <laughs> I don't even want to say this word no more. On demolishing homes. This led to a decrease in funds for the Step Forward program, making it harder for residents to obtain assistance. Jerry Goldberg, an attorney who has who worked with the city residents to fill the Step Forward program application, says it's almost impossible for anyone to get through. They make it so difficult for residents to obtain, he says. It was even more difficult for me as an attorney to get my clients approved for the program. According to records obtained by the Michigan State Housing Development Authority, half of the homeowners who seek assistance are denied. And since the start of the program in 20, 2009, only 11,695 Wayne County homeowners have received help. Joe McGuire, an attorney who works with the city, works with Detroit Eviction Defense, has helped residents dealing with the, with the effects of foreclosures for years. Like Goldberg, he says he and his team has also been having difficulty getting residents approved for Step Forward. Most people who apply are getting rejected, and the process is too difficult to get around, he says. There are professional counselors whose jobs are to help people prepare for their Step Forward application, and even then, they are getting rejected for strange reasons, too. While Detroit is one of the poorest, lar- one of the poorest large cities in the nation, it has the highest effect tax rates in the country. It has the highest effective tax rates in the country. To help combat this problem, a homeowner property tax assistance program was created to help low-income home- homeowners, depending on income, household size. Residents can either can have either half or all of their property taxes waived. 
McGuire added that most of the residents he works with qualify for this property tax assistance program and have qualified for years, meaning that they could have gotten help to avoid their delinquent tax or their tax delinquency. We have been telling the country, we have been telling the county to take all the to take all resident owner occupied homes off the foreclosure list, he says. There is no need to take someone's home away, especially when we've seen evidence that those properties have been overassessed and that the options for assistance have been haven't been made aware or easily ab- available for the residents who need it. Wow. Even the attorneys, y'all. So with that being said, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and take this break. But stay tuned because we have way much more to go. Don't forget to check out our website, mmwynetwork.com. Check us out today and follow us on all social media platforms. MMWI Network, Miss Me With It Talk Radio Station. In the land of the living, we are here. Download any of these apps on your mobile devices for free. Sonos, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Amazon Alexa, tune in, or go straight to YouTube to check out the Miss Me With It Talk radio station, MMWI Network. Yes, 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 we are back. Miss Me With It Talk radio station, MMWI Network, in the land of the living, we are here. Today's date is July 2nd, 2019. The weather is a high of 87 with a low of 70. Clouds and sunshine, showers and thunderstorms. Of course, it's going to be humid because it's going to be moisture in the air. So make sure y'all prepare for that. So with that being said, it's a Tuesday, which means it's Talk To Me Tuesdays on the Miss Me With A Talk radio show. So with that being said, talk to me, baby. Hosted by none other than your girl, Miss Minyata Nelson, also known as Miss Mimi. And this week on Talk To Me Tuesdays, we are talking about Detroit's fight with Blight. Before you, I, before we went to break, I gave you the information on the attorneys that's even trying to help with this process of keeping homes off the tax foreclosure list. And they said it's even hard. They say it's even hard getting their their clients' assistance. Said all their clients are denied for these programs that they have out here for assistance that no one is getting. And then we also found out that of the $761 million that Michigan received in the hardest hit funds since 2010, more than half was spent in demolishing homes. This led to a decrease in funds for the Step Forward program, making it harder for residents to obtain assistance. Kirkendall is one of those residents. For years, she was eligible for the tax assistance program and should have and should have been exempt from paying any taxes, which could have prevented her home from being foreclosed. But she was she was never told that she was eligible or that the program even existed. But she was never told that she was eligible. Or that the program even existed. What is your reasoning for that? 
what is the reasoning for you not to give us the information that we need to obtain and or go forth in the process that we are supposed to go forth in? That is only for hindrance. Come on, I'm just saying, miss me with it. Let's be real. That's the whole point of this program. That's the whole point of this station. I'm not coming to play no games with you. Talk to me, baby. I'm just saying. In order to not give you the right information and or the skills that you need to go forward in life and or in a process to obtain the information that you're supposed to have to go forward in, it's for hindrance. I didn't know that I could have gotten. I, I didn't know that I have, I could have gotten help. You really have to pay attention, says Kirkendall. We learn by losing. There's no lesson in winning. But Kirkendall is not the only one who has lost her chance at help. In 2017, 40,000 residents qualified for the homeowner's property tax assistance program. Only 5,000, only 5,000 were accepted out of 40,000. This is something that the city had already received scrutiny for. In 2016, the American Civil Liberties Union sued the city of Detroit, alleging that the system was distributing property, was distributing, that's crazy, y'all. In 2016, the American Civil Liberties Union sued the city of Detroit, alleging that the system was distributing poverty tax exemptions, was not widely advertised, and was challenging and burdensome to apply for. In a 2018 settlement with the ACLU, the city agreed to buy a group of foreclosed homes and sell them back to the low-income owners for $1,000. So that's what they're doing now. That's how they have the property tax foreclosure auction. Or, excuse me, take that back. That's how they have buildingdetroit.org. Buildingdetroit.org is a website that you can go to right now. And they have a, a live auction going on right now for X amount of days, for X amount of houses. And or you can just buy a property outright for $1,000 and fix it up. I don't know if a lot of people knew about that, but that's why I just gave it to you. Uh, blessed you. I've been knowing about it for years. I've been trying to put my people on for years. It only takes $1,000 to be a homeowner. It takes more than $1,000 to be in the home that you buy. Because a lot of these houses are, you know what I'm saying, really messed up from the, you know, as far as the um, interior. Um, some of them are messed up as far as the exterior. So they take, they need a lot of love and they need a lot of time and they need a lot of renovations and a lot of money. So... You know what I'm saying? You can go buy a house for $1,000, but it might not be livable. You might you have to fix it up. Okay, we're going to jump back into this. Creating the crisis. Illegally inflated assessments have been a problem for more than a decade. Ever since the 2008 housing market crash, forced thousands of Detroiters into foreclosures during the failure to make mortgage payments. As an immediate result, Detroit lost half of its population. One in four homes in the cities were foreclosed on, and hundreds of thousands of families were displaced from their homes. This caused Detroit to shift to a majority renter city from a majority homeowner city. Property values plunged considerably. According to assessments from Zillow, in 2007, the average home in Detroit was worth $80,000. 
By 2010, that number had dropped to an average of $35,000. Despite the decreasing property value, however, city officials failed to make the proper adjustments to ensure that home assessments matched the true value of the homes. Kirkendall appealed to the city's assessed value of her modest home, $22,000, because she felt that it was more, it was inaccurate. When she took care, when she took her case to the board of review, they asked, they asked me what I thought my house was worth. She says, I put down $6,000. <laughs> I'm not going to play with Miss Kirkendall, okay? Kirkendall says she went, says she went throughout the neighborhood and took pictures of the abandoned homes and the abandoned homes and homes set on fire. Your home can be in tip-top shape, but the shape of the surrounding area can have an effect on the value of your property, she says. They didn't want to see my pictures, though. Wow. So they assessed her home at 22000 when she says it's only worth 6000 Using an aerial view photo of her home and the estimated value she gave, Kirkendall persuaded the board to decrease her home's assessment by $11,000. But it wasn't enough. By then, she was already tax delinquent, trapped in a payment plan that sometimes includes fees higher than her actual tax bill. Kirkendall couldn't keep up with with her inflated payment, and soon she was forced into tax delinquency. I'm anxious now, she says. We could be homeless, and I don't have a plan B. Her home is one of more than 4,000 tax foreclosed properties in Detroit, headed to the annual foreclosure auction in September. Of those, nearly 1,700 are occupied homes. Wow. So even though she didn't find out all this information, she's still headed or slated for to be in the annual tax foreclosure auction. Wow. A for-profit scheme. In accordance to the law, every local tax accord- taxing authority is required to reassess homes annually so that they can reflect an appropriate tax bill. In Detroit... This was not done for a number of years until until 2017 when Duggan acknowledged that the city's assessments were inflated and promised to accurately adjust them following a long year investigation. See, we got to be up on our information, y'all. And that's another reason why I be saying, if you got the money, go ahead and pay the taxes. We, I mean, it's a, it's something that we all should have. Property is something that we all should have. We can't be out here telling other people how to get it if we don't have nothing of our own. So I tell everybody, own a home, own a business. That's the only way we can have anything of our own. Because working for somebody else, we will always be working for them, not for ourselves. With that being said, I am your girl, Miss Minyata Nelson. This is the Miss Me With It Talk radio show on the Miss Me With It Talk radio station. Check out our website, MMWI Network. Follow our upcoming launch of our 
Television Network, MMWI Network on all smart television, as well as Roku Television. You can download the app. You can download the Miss Me With It Talk radio station app right now and check out all the information that we have up there. But with that being said, stay tuned because we have way much more to go. MMWI Network, Miss Me With It Talk radio station in the land of the living. We are here. Hey there, podcast fans. Are you looking for a new true crime podcast? Check out Gangster House, the new podcast from Imperative Entertainment. Gangster House has everything. Hospital hitmen, FBI informants, a prison escape, a van explosion, and so much more. I'm Jason Hoke, creator of Gangster House and producer of podcast mega hits, Atlanta Monster, Broken Hearts, and Monster, the Zodiac Killer. Listen to Gangster House right now on your favorite podcast player.